Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The most important story in America is not what's happening in Ukraine. What's happening in Ukraine is awful. Russia is an invading force. Putin is the enemy of free and thinking people. Ukraine is not perfect. Ukraine has problems, and so does Zelensky. But Zelensky, standing up to Putin, is remarkable to witness. I have issue with referring to him as Churchill or making Churchillian-type comparisons. But standing strong in the midst of the fight, maybe i got to give that even more respect than I am. Maybe I have to make a comparison to the Blitzkrieg. Keeping a nation focused, keeping a nation together, keeping a nation free, keeping up the hopes that you will make it to the better tomorrow, absolutely, is worthy of respect. May I ask how we're supposed to make it to the better tomorrow when it is very obvious that we have organizations and people willing to lie to Americans, willing to keep information from Americans so that they don't make the decision that some disapprove of. What am I saying? I am saying that Jack Dorsey is a criminal. I am saying that Twitter is guilty of putting their thumb on the scale and influencing an election here in the United States in 2020. I'm saying that Twitter has done what the Russians would fantasize about. And I'm saying that Twitter got help from an intelligentsia of pseudo-intellectuals that simply hated Trump more than they loved the country and hated you and me most of all. I'm going to prove that right now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. And as I discuss this, I ask you, if you think what Twitter did was okay, Let me know. I want to hear you defend Twitter. I want to hear anyone defend Twitter. And I want anybody to tell me how my conversation is a political one. It is not. I got into depth with this on my video series, The Morning Rumble, at rumble.com, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Subscribe there. Let's break down at least what happened. What happened is the New York Post broke a story about Hunter Hunter Biden and his emails, a laptop that was left at a computer repair shop in Delaware. Who the hell leaves their laptop? What, What do I know? It got left. It was left there. It was then uh, recovered by Rudy Giuliani, of all people. And the next thing you know, the next thing you know, there are emails on there. The emails that are on there show some pretty shady business dealings. And, of course, references to the big guy. The big guy is clearly Joe Biden. The big guy is clearly the idea that, hey, Hunter Biden's going to get a deal in Ukraine or a deal in China or here or there, wherever. Joe Biden's going to get a little taste, a little cut, a little piece, a little something, something. Look, that's how uh, these deals are, are, are made. You know it, and I know it. 
Is it so wrong that, I, that you know, the guy gets a little taste? You got to get the whole pie. I don't get a couple of, just a little something, you know, just for, out of respect. That's how it went down. That's how all of Hunter's deals go down because Hunter Biden has no skills whatsoever. Hunter Biden has never created anything. I doubt he makes the art. He has never created anything. He has never built anything. He has never, ever put himself on the line. Everything he has gotten in his entire life is because his last name is Biden. And sometimes you can't avoid the last name. In the case of Hunter Biden, he ran towards it and said, I'll let my dad do the heavy lifting. Just give me the job at Amtrak. And then let me have this job on the board of a gas concern called Burisma in Ukraine. And he's not the only one. I I think Romney makes money from Ukraine. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has a kid making money from Ukraine. If I had known, I would have had a couple of deals in Ukraine. Made a whole boatload of cash. Nobody told me. How rude. These emails were reported by the New York Post, October of 2020, I believe it is. And these emails were summarily written off. These emails, we were told... We're not real. As a matter of fact, a host of so-called experts, a host of so-called experts said that this had all the hallmarks, all of the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. They knew that in five minutes. This is, this is all fake news. But it wasn't fake, now was it? They never investigated, now did they? They never cared enough to actually look. This would be bad for their guy, and they were more interested in winning an election than what was actually happening. Than what their what the guy they want to get into the office, what he might be about, and sure as bloody hell, what his son is about. Didn't matter. Trump is so bad, gotta get him out. Twitter went a step further. Twitter said, not only do we not believe this story, we won't even allow you to share it. This is Russian disinformation. We won't allow you to share that. A couple of so-called experts signed a letter and that was enough for Twitter. But they had backup. You had NPR, Terrence Samuels, NPR's managing editor for news, going back to October 2020. We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listeners' and readers' time on stories that are just pure distractions. But it wasn't a pure distraction. It was fact. It was fact then. It was fact two days ago when the New York Times said, hey, we looked at these emails and it turns out they're legit. And the federal uh, federal uh, government, Justice Department, is engaging a probe of Hunter Biden. He paid off a million dollars of taxes that he owed. He owed a million dollars in taxes. Son of a gun. You're such a schmuck for paying your taxes. Can I tell you? You fool. You fool. You pay your taxes. Have you learned nothing from Hunter and from Al Sharpton? You don't pay taxes. Other people pay taxes. But he guess, realized he had to pay up maybe because his dad was running for president, paid the million, took out a loan. He was able to get a loan for a million dollars. I ask right now, can you? Meanwhile, everything was legit when the New York Post said it. The New York Times is now confirming the story a year and a half later 
But at the time, NPR was like, this was just a waste of our time. Just a distraction. Then there was that famous interview, President Trump and Leslie Stahl of CBS. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen. And you don't cover it. Biggest you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't... The family on the laptop... He's gone into hiding for five days. He's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. Leslie Stahl had absolutely no proof that it couldn't be verified. But she was told by the same circle of people how it's not able to be verified to decide it couldn't be verified. But yet we had a group of people who decided that it was it was typical, hallmark. Russian disinformation. How could they prove that? They could prove that, but we can't prove, we can't verify that the emails are the emails. Why? Because someone decided that's what we say, and they circled the wagons. And it wasn't just people on the so-called political left. It was people who hate Trump more than they like the idea of journalists being able to engage in their craft. Wait. You believe the computer repair shop story? Like at face value? That was a tweet from Jonah Goldberg, formerly of National Review, now uh, at the Dispatch. A guy who, let me be clear, has a brain and has done some study, but has put himself in just an absolutely awful spot of being completely untrustworthy and so deluded by his Trump hate can't see clearly. Believe the story. Are you telling me that the New York Post is just made up of liars? Because that is what Jonah Goldberg told you. And so with all of this, something fascinating happens. They ask then-candidate Biden about it, and look how he's able to respond. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you Oh, you can't hear that, pretty sorry? By the way, here. So you can't hear the question. All right, sorry about that. But the question is about Hunter Biden's laptop. Here's the answer from then Vice President Candidate Biden. By the way, there's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. Isn't that convenient? They point out it's a smear, but they have no proof that it's a smear. They decided it was a smear. But, of course, they were all not telling the truth. It wasn't Russian disinformation. It wasn't a smear. It wasn't how could you believe such a story. It was journalists who had done the work, and it was an apparatus that was desperate to destroy Donald Trump and said, nope, dismiss it. But it gave Joe Biden cover and it gave Joe Biden, it it gave people like Jen Psaki cover. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, is asked about Joe Biden's position on the laptop. 
The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, the president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment? I pointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. Listen to how dismissive. But that was a question about what Joe Biden said. How about a question about what Jen Psaki herself said? You're asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. You also, in October 2020, dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Do you stand by that assessment? Again, uh, I point to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. The question was about the United States. It was about you. It was not about the United States. It was about you and what you said. She won't answer the question. Cowardly, cowardly stuff. Twitter is guilty of putting their thumb on the scale. Twitter is guilty. Guilty of trying to tilt an election. And he's not the only one. This uh, from Congressman Kevin McCarthy, the Republican minority leader, talking about Adam Schiff. But another thing we should look at that just came forward The Democrats have politicized our intelligence committee. You've watched it year after year since Adam Schiff has become chair. No, he doesn't warn us about Ukraine or Afghanistan or what's happening around the world. He tells you about politics. But the worst part of it is you cannot trust what he tells you, that he lies to us. Just watch what has happened. Two years ago, Schiff stated the emails found from Hunter Biden were all whole smear on Joe Biden comes from the Kremlin. That's what the head of the intel said. But if you recall, Jonathan Turley has an article written, I believe, in October 2020. After Schiff said this to the American public. Remember, the election's in November. But the director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, said no. That's not the case, that there is no intelligence out there to base it upon what Adam Schiff, as the chair of the Intel Committee, was telling the country. And what did we just find out yesterday from The New York Times? Yes, it is Joe Biden's laptop. And yes, Adam Schiff lied to us one more time. Why is he still chair of the committee and why is he even on the committee? In a new Congress, if it's a new majority, he will not be. You cannot make this committee political. You cannot use it as a position of a chairman to lie. And you should be focused on what the American people want you to be focused on around the world. How did you miss Afghanistan collapsing? How did you miss Ukraine? How have you missed every single part? Why? Because you're out lying about an impeachment and everything else. That's not your job. That's not your role. And we should be able to trust the chair of the Intel Committee to be honest with the American public, regardless of what political realm is in. He's right. And Adam Schiff should be thrown off the Intel Committee. And when the Republicans take power, they should strip him of all committees. Gone. Because he did lie. And he added to the cacophony that allowed groups like Twitter to say, not only is this fake news, we won't even allow it to be shared. He is as guilty as Twitter of putting his thumb on the scale and tilting an election. 
Twitter did what the Russians only dream about, what they claim Trump was doing. Twitter did it. And you better damn well believe I believe they should be held accountable. Does this mean I'm rushing out to cancel my Twitter account? It doesn't. Maybe it means I absolutely should. Maybe it means to be done. Or maybe it means to still use the platform while I still can. To expose what they're about. I don't know, maybe that's a pipe dream. Maybe that's just silly. Maybe it's just walk away time. But what I'm asking you to do is take this conversation to friends and family and ask them, is it okay that Twitter, without any knowledge, other than it wasn't helpful to their guy, stopped journalists from engaging in journalism and sharing a story? Because if they're okay with that, I, I would say this to you directly, if you're okay with that, then you and I believe in a much different America. And when I say that, I mean I'm the one who actually believes in it. The people who think that what Twitter did is okay, I don't know what they believe in. I'm Tony Counts.